Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Hey, God bless you guys. The Lord's favor. Grace, blessing be upon all of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I got a good topic. I want to get into the scriptures today about clean versus unclean, uh, too woke for church, just way too woke. All right. Listen, I've been thinking about uh, the Genesis six narrative for the last couple of months. Um, You guys know the story concerning the Benai Elohim sleeping with the daughters of Ish. Ish means human or the daughters of men. All right. Um, and producing a race of giants called the Nephilim or Nephilim, whichever way you want to say it. Um, and God ascending the pre-Diluvian flood, wiping out all the earth and then starting a whole new generation, uh, starting a whole new generation of human or humus beings on the earth and um, repopulating the earth again for the second time. Now, the reason why I'm saying that um, is because uh, Genesis chapter one God, and Genesis chapter two, God tells Adam to repopulate the earth, which means potentially the earth has been cleansed quite a number of times. But that's another topic for another day. Now, watch this. Um, if you haven't caught my previous video on masturbation, I kind of go into uh, I kind of go into um, a little bit. Uh, concerning the meaning of clean and unclean. Now, first, let me say this. Unclean does not necessarily mean sinful. Unclean does not necessarily mean sinful. Um, what it means is ceremonially unfit for service during a particular measurement of time. Did you catch what I just said? Unclean does not mean um, sinful. In some regards. Now, it can mean being sinful, um, depending on the context from which the verse and the chapter, uh, the verse and the chapter, um, are being, uh, written and outlined. But what we find is, uh, what we find is, is that the word unclean does not necessarily mean, does not necessarily mean sinful. It means unfit. Uh, for service or ceremonially unfit for a particular time. Now, here's another word that I want to throw in there um, to make it synonymous with unclean and it's unfit or unnatural, unnatural, unnatural means that it was not part of the original 
prototype. It was not part of the original design. That it became unnatural either by uh, evolution or evolutionary processes or through uh, intentional genetic manipulation, intentional genetic manipulation. Now, here's what I have found is that Genesis 6 talks about that there was a genetic manipulation within the human creation. There was, to sit here and say uh, that Genesis 6 um, is some sort of kings sleeping with the daughters of men. Uh, no, the Bible is very clear. There were some supernatural beings manipulated, uh, manipulated, um, and then came back um, and uh, produced another species or produced another uh, demographic of species for, that for some reason um, God was trying to annihilate. God was trying to remove. Now, watch this. Now, what I want to talk about today is potentially. Now, what we're going to do is what I call uh, plausibility, which means we're going to look at some things plausible. You know, um, it's not absolute, but I'm finding some things. Now, here's what I have found um, that you can find the word unclean only and beginning in Genesis chapter seven during the time of Noah. In the inclusion of the animals going into the ark, you find uh, Noah saying, I'm going to send you seven of clean animals, uh, seven of uh, clean animals, and then um, uh, a pair of unclean animals. Now, here's what I believe. You don't have to agree, but here's what I believe actually happened in the book of Genesis. Am I talking good? This is for revelation, man. Today, I, today, today, I'm not prophesying to you a house and you're going to make it and God's going to uh, make you override your haters. Today, we get into the scriptures. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, look at this. I genuinely believe that there are certain animals. Now, watch this. There are certain animals that were not part of God's original prototype design. I believe that they were also birthed and created um, during the time of Noah when the Benai Elohim, listen to me, manipulated human beings, produced Nephilim. I also believe that they also manipulated animals. Therefore, you get hybrid animals that you find all throughout uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs and even things that predate the uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. Some of some of the Brotherhood of Gilgamesh and all of that stuff coming from Mesopotamia and the Chaldeans and the and the Ninevites and way, way producing. So what I what I genuinely uh, believe that there are also um, animals found um, that are unnatural. That's why Romans chapter 1, write that down, Romans chapter 1, saying that when you and I act way out of character, we are being unnatural. Listen, there are three versions of natural. Natural, supernatural, unnatural. There are three. You got natural, supernatural, and then unnatural. Romans chapter one talks about that when we uh, lose natural affection, when we, we become like brute, listen to me, beasts. Now listen to me. Every animal in the Bible has been named. When scripture 
doesn't name an animal. It either referring to a species or something completely um, not part of the original design. That's why the Bible in Genesis chapter one says beasts, wild beasts or the beasts of the field. When the author doesn't know how to categorize a creature um, or a species, they call it creature. Watch this. Uh, Re- Revelation chapter four, John saw four living creatures and the best he could describe it was they had the face of a man, the face of an ox, the face of an eagle and the face uh, of, of a lion. That was the best. That they could, dis- that, that he could describe. Now, if you go further out into the book of Revelation, you find locusts coming out of the abyss, having the head of a lion, the body of a, the tail of a scorpion, the breastplate of a, of a soldier, and the hair of a woman. This is, this is genetic manipulation, um, into a hybrid, multiple, listen to me, multiple hybrid species. Now, now listen, we find, we find, um, in scripture, uh, the reference, uh, to unclean being, uh, shown multiple times. Multiple times we find, uh, unclean animals. Um, j- uh, turn with me to the book of Leviticus. The Le- book of Leviticus. Am I talking good? There's some good stuff. I believe in the book of Leviticus. Oh, right. I believe it's in, um, Leviticus. It's in Leviticus 11. Leviticus uh, 11. All right, look at this. Of all the animals, look at this. Uh, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, give the following instructions uh, to the people of Israel. Of all the land animals, these are the ones that you may use for food. Verse 3, you may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and chews the cud. You may not, however, eat the following animal, following animals that have split hooves or choose the cud, but not both. The camel chews the cud, but does not have split hooves. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Does God authentically care about split hooves or chewing the cud? Did you catch what I just said? God authentically doesn't care about that stuff, but I think God is trying to let us know um, that in dealing with certain species of animals, you have to look a bit more into the details. Now watch this. People do it all the time. Um, animals such as the pony, uh, the donkey, are really a cross hybrid between a horse and a mule. Did you catch it? Why? Because they want the stamina of the horse, but they want the stubbornness or the, the ability to service or to serve of a mule. Did you catch it? So p- thus producing one, one species having the genetic traits of both. Listen, this is some good stuff, man. Now, this has everything to do with everything that you're probably saying, what does this got to do with my life? Very simple. This has everything to do with generational curses. You're not ready for this, man. Why? Because there are two genes in your bloodline, your father's side and your mother's side. Did you catch what I just said? There are two genes going, listen, you are not just you. You are a, a hybrid between two species um, your father's side and your mother's side. And therefore they come together and they produce and you have the genetic, uh, traits of, of both, of both, uh, father and mother bloodline within you. Now watch this within both bloodlines. There are a certain class of demons. 
There are certain type of demons that might not necessarily function. Watch this. Function in your mother's side of the family, but on your father's side. Now watch this. When you, when they consummate and produce you, you're giving, look, look at this. You're producing a whole new species of demon. Oh man, listen man. Now what did I tell you? This is plausible. I'm not saying this is absolute, but it's, there's something here in scripture. Why would God, watch this. Why would the camel in Luke, uh, Leviticus chapter 11, God say the camel, um, is an unclean when it has split hooves, uh, or rather it chews the cud, which means it chews on, on, uh, hay and, and, and grass, uh, but it, but it doesn't have split hooves. And then, and then watch this. And then God say, watch this, that it's unclean or unfit for ceremonially unfit for service for a particular time frame. What would make a camel get disqualified? Let me share something with you. Some of you are waiting. There are certain things you've been saying, God, what's, what's going on, man? How come is it I'm doing everything right? I'm doing everything right. Um, I walk in honor, tithe, pray, fast, and there still seems like I can't reach this certain level that I'm trying to reach. And why? Simply because, here's what you don't understand. It's simply because there's something in your bloodline that's unnatural. Did you catch it? It doesn't mean you're unnatural, but there's something there. There's something, listen, there's something there that's not allowing you to tap into it because you have, listen to me, you chew the cud, listen to me, you chew the cud, but you don't have a split hoof. Now, now, God doesn't care about split hooves. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, watch this. A, a, a pig has split hooves, but does not chew the cud. Did you catch it? So therefore, scripture makes the swine out to be ceremonially unclean. As a matter of fact, swine is potentially a mixture of a bunch of animals. Did you catch it? Now, this has everything to do with going into deeper deliverance. I'm going to be getting into this into my in my second book um, that we already beginning the process of. We're going to be getting deep into this because the second book that Charisma has me writing will deal with deeper generational curses. So I'm kind of throwing it out there so you can get familiar with this. And one thing that I have seen, the issue that many of you are dealing with is not a sin factor. It's an unnatural, unclean factor. There are certain things in your your bloodline that have to be resolved. I'm not talking about uh, the the uh, sin issues. Christ Jesus already dealt with that. Um, he took on the curse. He broke the curse by hanging on a tree. That part of positionally in the heavens, you are justified, sanctified. The curse is broken, but practically um, and uh, on the earth, there are certain uh, things concerning your destiny, certain things in your bloodline that are ceremonially, watch this, making you toxic and unpure in your generations. Watch this. I'm going to bless you. The Bible says Noah was clean in his genes or perfect in his generations or generation gene his genealogy was pure therefore god can use him or he was fit for service did you catch it he was 
pure enough in his bloodline that God can use him to ceremonially function and build something. Let me, let me, let me talk to you. Some of you have been wondering, what, why is it that I got all these prophetic words over my life? All of these, uh, graces, mantles, metrons, all of that stuff. And it seems like after all these years, you're still not able to kind of jump in there. You're still dealing with that. Why? Because the calling, um, and the bloodline are two separate functions. You gotta deal with the uncleanness that's within your genes or within your bloodline, so that way you can be fit for service and not be disqualified by pure virtue of the disqualification or the separation between the clean and unclean. Now watch this. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go to heaven. It doesn't mean that you're not going to eventually enter into that. So what does God do? John chapter 15, I prune you. I prune you. I, 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 I prune every branch, every family tree, every branch. I prune so that you can bear more fruit. So what, so what happens? God begins to prune you, cleaning your bloodline, um, showing you things in your family that you need to, that you begin to realize as hereditary sins or things being transferred down. It doesn't make you saved or unsaved. This has nothing to do with positional truth. It doesn't make you uh, possessed or oppressed. That's a whole other topic of a Christian having a demon. Hold on. Talking. I'm talking about clean and unclean, ceremonially fit for service within the tabernacle or service between, listen to me, service between hearing God and doing a particular task. So the scripture here says um, that uh, the camel is unclean. Look at this, verse five. The hyrax, choose the cud. Uh, a hyrax is a, is a form of a, of a rabbit. Now look at this. Choose the cud, but does not have split hooves. So it is unclean. The hare, H-A-R-E, chews the cud, but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. The pig has evenly split hooves, but uh, does not chew the cud, so it is unclean. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. They are ceremonially, not uh, salvationally. Did you catch it? They are ceremonially, ceremonially unclean for you. Notice the distinction here. It says ceremonially unclean, not unclean within its nature, ceremonially, which means there's a ceremony. What is a ceremony? It is a religious, religious ritual given unto a deity, a religious ceremony is a, or at least within the religious context, is a religious ritual um, offered uh, unto a deity. So here it's saying these animals are ceremonially, ceremonially unclean. And here you are, watch this, 
Try, watch this. For some of you that are watching me, maybe you're a pastor and you're watching me and you tried multiple times to give birth to a church and it doesn't last longer than a year. Or you open the church and nobody shows up. I'm here to tell you that it's probably not your calling. It's probably not uh, your character or your personality. There's something within the bloodline that needs to be dealt with that's causing you to be ceremonially and causing that work and that church plant um, and the birthing of that thing to be ceremonially unclean. God blesses it through his word, but there's no glory there. Uh, God uh, blesses it or seals it through his spirit, but there's no wind. There's no overflow there. Am I talking good? You got to be on some next level stuff to catch this, man. Listen, I, I, I'm talking about how do you get, uh, how do you begin to understand the distinction between clean and unclean? And I'm here to tell you that I genuinely believe I genuinely believe that there were animals that are existing today, animals that are existing today that are the part of an evolutionary process that was not part of God's original design and to um, birth through a manipulation, intentional manipulation, um, therefore thus producing a whole other species. Did you catch what I just said? Producing a whole other species that is unauthorized by the courtroom of heaven. That's just my gut feeling. Um, hence is why, listen to me, hence, which is why scripture is going to great lengths saying these animals are unclean. Now we know that it has nothing to do with the animal itself. Listen to me, because uh, Mark chapter seven, the Bible says uh, that nothing going in the body makes you unclean. But what comes out of the heart so when God is talking about unclean animals, I think he is talking more from a genetic purpose for us to get, for us to look at the typology, for us to look at the symbolism, for us to look at the metaphor in that. It was literal um, to be properly exeg- uh, to exegete the text. But listen to say, but um, it's not the animal within itself in the digesting of it, because first uh, Timothy uh, chapter four talks about that all animals are clean now if you give thanks. Thanks unto God, you can digest them and you are not uh, impure. But what I, what, what I am saying is, is that God nevertheless wrote it here in scripture for a future time. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Well, many of you know that I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. But implications here as far as when it comes to deliverance are heavy because watch this. A whole chapter is dedicated to clean and unclean animals. Am I talking good? Say, man. Say, you know what, man? I, I, I thought you was going to get into something else. No, this is some good stuff. Why? Because I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to help you today. The issue is you got enough prophecies over your life. How many prophetic words you going to get? Another one? Lord, I need a word. No, you don't need a word. You need to sever a generational curse that's there. So that way some of the first words that you've received prophetically can start to come to pass. Haven't you noticed that as soon as God breaks a curse in your life, prophetic words start coming to pass instantaneously? When God delivers you from something, two or three prophetic words start coming to pass. So that lets me know that what was holding back those prophetic words were the curse. Haven't you know that when God really deals with you in something and he delivers you from something, a couple of things start coming to pass very quickly. Well, very simple. This lets us know that what held it back was those things that God needed to deal with. So with that being said, let me ask you, what else is being held back? 
by unclean things. Now watch this. Watch this. I'm going to bless you and then I'm out of your way. This is just a thought. It's just a thought. Watch this. Uncleanness can only dwell within a bloodline, within blood, within literal blood. Now watch this. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is going to get deep. Blood carries information. Did you? So does water. Another topic for another day. But blood, the blood, literal, real blood, the hemoglobins, they, they carry information. There is information hidden within the blood. Now watch this. That's why God in Leviticus chapter 16 tells you don't eat the blood for the life. Listen to me. Life of all flesh is in the blood, which means this, which, which means this. You can, watch this, you can have the body without the blood, it won't function. Why? The blood is the software for this hardware. All of the coding, all of the genetic information and all of that stuff um, is within the blood. And when the blood starts pumping through our body, what happened? These organs begin to function in their proper uh, proper context, right? So watch this, watch this. Listen, I'm telling you, let me go even a step further and then I'm out of your way. Watch this, watch this, watch this. In the book of Acts chapter 15, watch this. The early church gave us a stipulation, us Gentiles, and said, tell the Gentiles that they have no other rule than this. Abstain from fornication, stay away from idolatry. Watch this, watch this. And... Animals, uh, animals that have been strangled. How many of you remember that? It says stay away from strangled animals, which means animals that were choked out. Listen to me. Animals that were choked out, which means to kill, instead of being killed through bow and arrow by natural means, they were killed out. They were killed out through what? Uh, through human, uh, uh, human, uh, depravity, which means instead of killing the animal naturally, uh, to use them for food, for sustenance, they killed the animal unnaturally. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you something. Look at this. Why? Why doesn't God want us to eat animals? Why did the early church didn't want us to eat animals from uh, animals that were strangled? Because within the blood, it stores information. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, I'm going to bless you. This is going to bless you. When the animal is being murdered, not killed. Killed is different. Killed is different. Uh, killed is different. Look at this. When an animal is being killed, uh, that's normal. When it's being murdered, watch this. Murder gets transferred within its blood because that's the last thing. The animal knows that you're hurting it. It dies. Watch this. It dies fearing. And watch this. That information of fear, trauma, uh, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, gets transferred into the DNA of the animal. Watch this. We kill the animal. We eat the animal. We eat the animal. And look at this. And then something spiritual happens. And then we become, according to Romans chapter 1, as natural, brute beasts with no conscience. Did you catch it? With no conscience. 
Animals don't have a conscience, they have instinct. Romans chapter 1 talks about how we start moving instinctually instead of moving consciously. When you move instinctually, Romans chapter 1 says, as natural brute beasts, we start acting it, we start acting out. And that's why you find all throughout scripture, God referencing, referencing the wickedness of men with, with, with the, with the most vilest of animals. Did you catch it saying without, as a matter of fact, the book of Jude, the book of Jude talks about that. Let's see if I find it real quick because I didn't have Jude in mind. Look what it says. The book of Jude, look at this, verse 19. These people are the ones who are creating divisions uh, among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit within them. What does that sound like? That sounds like an animal. That sounds like clean and unclean. Listen to me. Closing, in closing, let's get delivered from theological tangents and, and Hebrew and Greek linguistics that keep us in bondage. Baby, you got issues and you need deliverance. I'm not talking about you're possessed or oppressed. There's something in your bloodline. There's something hidden within there. Watch this. And just as you and I are creatures of adaptation, so are animals. So animals living in a particular demographic begin to take on natural traits to help them survive. Did you catch it? So it is with the human spirit. Some of us are so religious. You missed it. You missed it. Some of us are so unloving. Some of us are so self-righteous. Why? Because we've been in that environment for so long. Did you catch what I just said? And these are hidden, hidden, hidden uh, traits of unclean. And then here you are. Here you are. Loving God. Loving God. Trying to uh, do God's will. Doing the best you know how. But heaven is disqualifying you. You could serve here. But not enter there. Did you catch it? And then God delivers you from something here and over there becomes instant access, instant access. So all of my preachers who have a holy ambition, there's nothing wrong with having ambition. I'm ambitious. I just have a holy ambition, which means I want to do big things for God. I want to get to the next level. Here's what I have found is this. If God has not, and I'm just throwing this as a sidebar. If you don't allow God to deal with the uncleanness of your clap back, of your clap back, then you're not ready for public ministry because people will not agree with you. People will wait for you to say something. People will heckle you. People will antagonize you. People will act up. If God doesn't deal with the uncleanness of, man, I'll, I'm a clap back. Somebody say something. Then you are not ready, my preacher friend, for an Next level elevation, because as soon as you get there, people will get green eye, people will act foolish, people will say stupid things, they don't even know the, why they're saying it. Oh, you think you're too big to kind of fellowship with us in this area, or whatever the case may be, and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, they don't, and they're saying it joking around, they actually don't mean anything by it, but really it's revealing what's in their heart, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So, so if you are looking to, to, 
pack our stadiums and have a holy ambition for God. You know, doing great things. Nothing wrong with that. Just keep it humble and uh, it's all about him, never about you. But there's nothing wrong with dreaming big like that, you know. Um, but when if God can't deal with the uncleanness, watch this. Because there's something in your bloodline, something in your bloodline that's all it's waiting for. It's for, watch this, a button to go on. And when that button goes on, you will act out whatever's in that bloodline. Whatever DNA is there. Watch this. Watch this. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Who is a real Jew? Surely the Jews in the land of Israel are partially Jew. And I know for a fact they were in, in Bible times, they weren't white. They weren't white with green eyes. No, they were not. All right. Now, I'm not saying black Hebrew Israelite. That's a cult within itself. But the Jews that are there now, those are, those are not, those are Sephardic Jews who come down from Russia. Did you catch it? Hence you get the light skin, green eye. Did you catch it? Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says in the end of time, God gave a prophetic word through Isaiah and Jeremiah that I'm going to call my people from all the four corners of the earth. And they will come back to Israel. So then who is the, who are these Jews? We don't know. We don't know because the real Jew has been so mixed with the nations of the earth. We don't know who they really are within the bloodline. Even the Jews that are there now don't know what tribe they come from. They just know the Israelites. They, they're not, they, none of them say I'm from the tribe of Dan. I'm from the tribe of Judah. They're not doing that today. Did you catch it? Watch this. Watch this. When God brings them back, you want to know how he does it? Through blood. He will turn on a button in heaven and whoever has the bloodline within them, the blood will speak like Abel. Did you catch it? Will turn on like Abel. Did you catch it? And from the four corners of the earth, they can't help it. They're going to get up. They're going to pack their stuff and migrate all the way back to Israel. And they're not going to look like who you see there now. Many will look light skin and blue eyes and green eyes. But there's going to be some dark skin Jews. There's going to be some brown Jews. There's going to be some yellow Jews. There's going to be some red Jews. Did you catch it? Why? Because it's within the bloodline. Watch this. They're not right now. They don't know. But within their bloodline now, there's a gene that is clean, coming all the way from Shem. Did you catch it? From Shem. And when God turns it on, the information will turn them on. They will get up and they will go. And they will begin to produce functioning. Watch this. And within that group, listen, who are true Jews, there will be 144,000 who are ceremonially clean for service. May God deliver you in your bloodline. May God begin to purge your bloodline now. In Jesus' name, may you get on a quest of having God clean your bloodline so that you can be fit for the master's service and watch 
all your prophetic words come to pass back to back like Job. May God do a reverse Job in your life where one blessing is still unfolding. Another one shows up and then another one shows up and then another one shows up. I want to encourage you, man. What you see God doing in this ministry is not, is, is not about special. It's because I'm saying, God, deliver me in my bloodline. Go deeper, Lord. I know you already saved me, but Lord, save my bloodline. Save my bloodline, Lord. Go back and clean me. And God is dealing and going in and showing some stuff. And there's some of you that are watching me right now. God has been revealing to you some stuff. And you've been struggling saying, well, I don't know. Is this Bible? Like, But God is showing you some stuff. And God is saying, yes, it is Bible. It, all of that is in scripture. It's just that you've been filtered and right now God is waking you up and God's going to make some of you so woke that you're going to be too woke for church. <laughs> I, listen, be careful whose church you join because God can be blessing it, but the house is unclean and ceremonially unfit for the next level of glory. Hey, listen, I'm going to leave it there, giving you some nuggets, some nuggets to feast on. So therefore, uh, God can do some, some great things. Amen. Listen, these are bullet points when I'm teaching you now of my second book that's going to come out May of 2019. Um, we're going to be dealing with deeper generational, uh, curses. All right. So Leviticus 11, um, you find the book of Jude, read Leviticus 11, the book of Jude, Acts chapter 15, um, and allow the Holy Spirit to kind of mold you on some stuff. All right. God bless you. Listen, if this, my name is Alexander Pagani, lead pastor of Amazing Church. I'm an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ for the revelation of deliverance. Amen. All right. And also right now, go buy my book. Go buy my book right now. Go to Amazon or Kindle on Amazon, purchase it. And also do me a favor. Here's what I need you to do. I need you, if you already bought it, go to Amazon and write a review tonight. The more reviews we get, the more it stays at number one and they begin to promote it themselves um, through all of their outlets. Go to, go to Amazon right now and write a review. God bless you. I'm out of here. I love you. The Lord's favor, grace, and blessing uh, be upon all of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.